0: On these days after the Ascension, the church's readings focus a bit on, well, saying goodbye. After all, at the Ascension, Jesus said goodbye to his apostles on this earth, and so we read from the Gospel of John and the farewell discourse of Jesus, and even the story of Paul that we've been following in the Acts of the Apostles. Today, he tells some of his followers, I'm going to Jerusalem, and there I'll be imprisoned, and I will never see your face again. Yeah, saying goodbye is is tough. But, but doing it right, well, it, it can make all the difference. To focus on the end of things, how to let go. As we hear in the Broadway musical Hamilton, George Washington famously decides to only serve two terms, and he's going to teach us how to say goodbye, to say goodbye. To, oh, you get it. Saying goodbye is important. How you take leave of things. Well, no one does this more famously than the martyrs. They know how to say goodbye to this life in dramatic fashion. And really, they end well because they lived well. Every day, they were able to say goodbye to the things of this world that don't really matter. From stupid things like desiring over amounts of power or possessions or wealth or anything that this world has to offer, they say goodbye to it all. And in the end, they can even say goodbye to their own life in this world with joy. Today, we celebrate uh, one of the lesser-known martyrs, but famous in certain uh, parts of Italy, St. Venantius. He died in about the year 250, and he's somewhat famous because he was only 15 years old. And, well, he, as often the Christian martyrs do, ran afoul of the pagan Roman government. They wanted him to denounce that he was a Christian. And at 15 years old, he said, no, I'm sure in my Christianity— I'm willing to say goodbye to everything rather than say goodbye to my faith. Well, they did what they often do to those kind of people. They tortured him. They hung him upside down over a a fire trying to suffocate him, but an angel came and rescued him and put the fire out, at which point the person who was in charge of the fire converted to Christianity and was promptly killed. Hmm. Well, then they, they tried other ways. They, they drug him through the streets, through brambles, and, and beat him up. And uh, it's said that uh, the men who were dragging him through the streets got thirsty. And so St. Venantius actually prayed and uh, brought forth miraculously a spring on the spot so that his torturers could drink and not be thirsty. They tried to throw him off a cliff, but apparently he survived that too. Over and over uh, they keep trying to kill him and it doesn't work. So I, one day these days, I'm going to write a book and I'm, I'm going to call it Not Dead Yet and tell the stories of all these, these martyrs who they just keep trying to kill and it doesn't work. I'm not dead yet. I mean, they they try all these things. You would think that after a while, after being rescued by an angel, you know, over and over, people would get it. Well, in the case of St. Venantia, some people did and, and converted. In fact, most famously... Uh, when he was brought before the judge for his final trial, he was so impressed with Venantius that uh, he was struck dead on the spot. And as he was dying, he said, the God of Venantius is the true God. Let us destroy all of our idols. Pretty impressive stuff. Well, Venantius survives, and you would think that that would make an impression, and people would say, hey, maybe there's something to this. Nah. They appoint another judge who condemns him to death. Uh, This time they decide to throw him to lions. Nah, that doesn't work either. They become passive and he actually preaches to the lions. And so finally, as seems to be the thing that always does the trick, they behead him. And his body is reverently buried along with 10 other people that were killed with him. How do you like that? To be a, a martyr and just be, you know, and 10 others. And, and sadly, it's not even just, oh, 10 others. Sometimes it's, and several hundred others or even a thousand others were killed with them. These were Christians who lived every day ready to say goodbye, ready to make a good end. They knew they had to live this life the best they could for Jesus because it might be their last day. Do you live that way? I know sometimes I get a little complacent. I just assume I've got more time. Today's probably not my day. I mean, right? Or is it? I'd like to think I'd be willing to give testimony, but... What's the likelihood of me being dragged before a civil official and asked to denounce my faith on pain of death today? Not very good. But when you were an early Christian, you lived every day as if today was the day you're going to have to say goodbye. So maybe we should live that way. And if we witness that way, we might just convert others. We might teach them how to say goodbye one last time. Yeah. Learn how to say goodbye to this life every day. And when it comes time, you'll be ready. Adios, mi vida. And off we go to heaven. Maybe without the whole burning in lions and drag to the street, but let's be ready just in case. Have a great day. Bye, y'all.